I don't know why, but I, I always feel guilty if I don't sing unto the Lord if I'm up here. I actually kind of wrestled with us. I said, well, if only one person shows up, because it was like we got here about 30 minutes earlier. Like, was anybody going to show up? And everybody started showing up. I said, if one person shows up, maybe I won't sing songs. And everybody showed up. I go, guess we're singing songs. <laughs> so, amen. He's worthy to be sung to. Amen. Amen. Not me, not you, uh, but he is. And uh, he's changed my life. He's changed y'all's life or else you wouldn't be here this evening. So let's pray and we'll just jump right in. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you how it's changed my life. Lord, I, I thank you for this passage, Lord, that you opened up to me. And Lord, I pray what you've poured into me, Lord, that you pour into your people today. Thank you for their diligence, Lord, and just seeking you and coming here. I pray, Lord, you bless each and every person that attended. I pray these things in Jesus' name, your precious son. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 2, if you would. Kind of just going through Proverbs every day. Made that challenge a while back to you all. Um. In a Nehemiah, or no, it was a Daniel kind of message. You know, just uh, reading your Proverbs. Be diligent in seeking the Lord every day. Because it's a battle out there. And uh, you're going to have to trust Him. You're not going to be able to trust in your own flesh. Your money's going to fail. Your body's going to come crumbling down. And you're going to need the Lord. And I think this was on the second, or obviously it was on the second when I read this passage, so this message is a little past due. <laughs> so we're on the 18th now, um, but the 18th, it kind of goes a little bit with it. Today was the 18th, if you read your Proverbs this morning, it says, Through desire, through desire a man having separated himself seeketh an intermeddleth of all wisdom. You know what, you're going to have to purpose that. It's going to have to be that desire. In Proverbs chapter number 2, and in verse number 1, it says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and imply thine heart unto understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then... Shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God? For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. You know, I started reading through this and those ifs just never really stood out like they did when I read it that time. It says, if my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments. Verse number three, my, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice. Verse number four, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for as in treasures, then thou shalt understand. And those are the only ifs in the whole entire chapter. I read it a couple of times. If you find one, I'm going to be real embarrassed. <laughs> but I read it a few times. But I'd like to just take this thought that if requires effort. If requires an effort. You're going to have to read this thing. You're going to have to want to know God. If thou, if you, let's just go to verse 1. If thou wilt receive my words. You know what? you got to listen. And it's an old parable and we've read it a hundred times before. But you know what? It's one we should all should probably have memorized. 
And it's that parable of the sower. If you just turn over there, hold your place there, turn over to Mark chapter 4. It says, If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments. Mark chapter 4. And we know this parable, very popular parable, the parable of the sower. I mean, no, you can see this actively working in the world today. People planting their gardens, people tilling up the ground, the weeds are growing everywhere, people trying to put up hay. I mean, the fruit's coming out on the trees, the, the blossoms are blooming. Amen. You can see it this time of year. It says in, the, in verse number four, and he began to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that they entered into a ship and sat in the, by the sea. In verse number three, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Another fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit that sprang up, and it increased and brought forth some thirty, and some sixty, and some an hundred. And he said to them, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. You know what? You're going to receive it. And the rest of this he's going to explain to them because they don't understand it. But it's all in how it's received. All of it. This book, if you get, I mean, I don't get ahead of myself, but if you get rebuked by the Lord, how are you going to receive it? And Jesus tells him, verse number 13, and he said to them, Know ye not this parable? How then will ye know all parables? He says, The sower soweth the word. That's the seed. And these are they which are by the wayside when the word is sown, but when they have heard. That's that they heard it. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. There's one reason why you should be diligent in reading. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And we've seen that. Obviously, this is the Sunday night crowd. These are the people that are not offended. (laughs) It's true. Most of y'all are seasoned, you know what I mean? But we've all seen it. How are you going to handle a rebuke from the Lord? That word comes in and you've got to get something right or that's sin and they don't want to let it go. And they're offended it, you know what I mean? And they're gone. I didn't like what that preacher had to say when all he was doing was just quoting a book. That book said, you know what this book says? It says, great peace. Great peace. Not little peace. Not some peace. Not small peace. It says, great peace. Have they which love thy law and nothing. Nothing shall offend them. Great peace. Have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I mean, I pray that's everybody here today, which I imagine that mostly is. We need to remember that, though. We don't want to be this person, how this was received. If thou wilt receive my words, and hide my commandments in thy heart, and hide my commandments, 
It's how that's received. The Lord tells you to get something right. Don't get offended by it. Get it right. If a friend tells you, you know what? You're probably wrong in that matter, Mike. Yeah, okay. All right. Maybe I should be a little more charitable. Just admitting it. Amen. And these are likewise, and we said that one, and, and have no root in themselves, verse 17, and have no root in themselves, so endure for a time, and afterward when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And that's a lot of people. I mean, I've been there. You know, you just get caught up in making money or the cares of this world and, you know, you just kind of leave God behind a little bit. Or you left Him here and you veered off this way or left or right. And it happens. You set your heart on other things. You didn't stay diligent in His Word. You didn't receive it. And verse number 20, And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, and some sixty, and some a hundred. You know what? you got to receive it. But the question is how you received it. Did you receive it? Are you able to handle that rebuke? with gladness have a great peace about it thank you I know I need to work on that and not be offended we all have not achieved the image likeness of God yet as it says over there in Ephesians I I pity the man that says he does he has you know what I mean I may be made in his image but I'm I'm not there yet You know what I'm saying? Am I making sense? We all got stuff we can work on. You know what? I want to bear fruit. I want to be willing to heed it. Heed His Word. Read His Word and heed His Word. You know, for that way when the rain comes, when you're a tree, you're still out there, still standing, just like that one is out there. When the wind comes, that Holy Spirit... When that water comes, that water of God, and that Holy Spirit starts getting you right, you know what? You're going to get strength. You're going to get wisdom. You're going to get understanding. You're going to trust Him. You're going to only trust Him. And it's going to encourage you. Look at John, look at chapter number, uh, John chapter 14. I got a few verses. John chapter 14. John chapter 14, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. That's pretty simple. <laughs> that's an that's a easy memory verse. Oh, I love the Lord. Do you keep His commandments? Because that's what He said. Look at verse uh, 23. It says, If a man love me, he will keep my words. 
and my father will love him and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. You know, that's a blessing. You know what? You love the Lord and you keep diligent after him. You know what? He'll be, he'll bode with you. You know what? He'll talk with you. He'll commune with you. He'll reason with you. He'll tell you, good job. You did something right. He'll tell you, you're wrong. <laughs> He's done that. I remember I got upset with one person before. And I got mad and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I said, the Lord, Lord. And the Lord goes, well, what did I do? I'm like, nothing. What are you mad for? Just deal with it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You know what I mean? Lord handles problems way better than you ever will. Way better than I ever have. My mistake is thinking I could do a better job than him. Better just pray and watch God work. And then you'll have that confidence. Especially when he answers you that quick. Remember the mic? Seen it happen many times. And uh, I wish I'd have learned that lesson earlier in life. But just, uh, he'll, be, he'll be with you. Look at John chapter 17, verse number 8. It says, For I have given unto them the words... This is Jesus praying. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest to me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed, and thou didst send me. I mean, look at verse 14. I have given them thy word, and the world hateth, and the world hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now I was telling those kids downstairs, you know what? You start standing for this book and, and saying this is the truth. You know what? The world's going to hate you. Just get used to it. <laughs> They're going to be offended by what you say. Marvel not. You know? That was Jesus' prayer. And he says there in verse number 17, Sanctify them. Through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You know what you want to, you got some struggle with some stuff, you're set apart from some stuff, you just need to get busy in this book. And it'll help you. I'm, I'm not making this up. <laughs> I'm not. And really what you say, you always say that. Because it works. Yeah. <laughs> because it works. It's been my confidence. You know what I mean? I'm not just making this up, just like, I know I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling discouraged. And I read some Bible and I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. Well, I don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> I mean, can I, can I get a witness here? You know, I mean, I heard some amens, but it, it works. But you got to receive it. You got to heed it. You got to look for it. You know what? And you got to hide those commandments. Turn to Psalms, Psalms one nineteen, and you know, most of you know where these verses are going. But these verses, they're important. This whole book's important. Psalm 119, verse number 11. The book says, uh, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. 
You know what? Why you got to hide? Why you got to hide the word? It's no sin against the Lord. Why else you got to hide it? That's exactly right. Because the devil's going to come. The devil's going to come, and the way, boy, I can figure, he, he's good at stuff. He's good at getting stuff by the wayside. But for some reason, he's limited, or he can't get in there. He can't get in that heart. He can put stuff that make it get in that heart. But to my knowledge, he can't get in there and take that word. That's why you got to be diligent about reading it. You got to hide it because he's going to be right there. Snag. Oh, that helped me. Not anymore. Not tomorrow. It doesn't. Not tomorrow. It didn't. Not tomorrow. It didn't. And all of a sudden you haven't read your Bible for two, three days or maybe three, four weeks. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm just discouraged and I'm not having joy. And I don't even know what the joy of the Lord is. Well, when's the last time you read your Bible? Devil done took everything you had. You got nothing memorized. You got nothing to hide. You got nothing stashed away. You ain't been prepping. <laughs> There's a prepper for you. <laughs> you prepare for that. Prepare for that. Because you know the devil's going to take some. Better just you can have those ones. I'm going to keep these ones. Man, that's why you got to hide it. Satan come. I remember we I told this story before, but I'm gonna tell it again. Because it was it never was made more real than that day. We led this Dylan kid to the Lord in a in a VBS meeting, this kid with uh Dylan uh over in Kansas. He gets saved and he's got the joy of the Lord. I mean, just he's just born again Christian, he's just oh I'm saved, you know what I mean? Next day comes in, he raises his hand for the invitation, and we're up there dealing with him. Uh, me and Pastor Joe Brown, and you know what he said? He goes, somebody just keeps telling me I'm not saved. And man, I got just goosebumps. That devil come in there and just start whispering, you ain't saved. You ain't saved. Stealing that seed right out of, stealing that seed right by the wayside. Taking those words that were sown in his heart, just taking them before they can get there because he ain't got nothing to hide yet. And we started giving them all those cucumber verses. You know what? You're a pickle from now on out. You know what I mean? You can't be, you can't be stolen. This thing you know, you know, he can't pluck you out of the father's hand. Once you're saved, you're always saved. And he's got the joy. But I'm telling you what, right now, that devil comes in there and takes it. He ain't playing around. We shouldn't be either. Turn back over there, Proverbs chapter 2. It says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. You know what? You got to incline your ear unto wisdom, not decline it. Amen. Because there's a lot of worldly wisdom that's down there, that's decline. But incline, yeah, Lord, I'm listening. Give it, give it an incline. Listen to what the Scripture that came down from heaven had to say. Listen to what God had to say. Incline your ear unto wisdom. I had to think about that for a little bit. I wonder if that's what the one where everybody said, listen up. Your dad ever tell you that? (laughs) 
Man, that's a Bible saying. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> Incline your ear. Listen up. Under wisdom. Give your heart and your ear to God. And His Word. Look at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse number 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. You know what? You got to attend. You got to be present. You got to participate. You got to practice it. You got to study. You know what? You got to be diligent. It's part of attending. I just, you know, attend unto my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. You know what? You got to keep these words in front of your eyes. You got to keep it there. All the time. Especially as a man. Even as a woman too. But you know what? You, you got to keep it in front of you. you know, the eyes are mentioned here. And that heart. Keep it in the midst. I imagine that goes right with hiding it. That word have I hid in mine heart. That I might not sin against thee. Keep those words in the midst of thine heart. You know what? God told me not to do that. Probably shouldn't do that. God said I could do that. I should probably do that instead. Instruction, wisdom, understanding. That's all this is talking about. Getting to know God, having the knowledge of God. If. You know, keep them in the midst of your heart. And I liked it. Evidently, Satan can't get there. He's limited. But he will take all he can get. Verse 22, For they are life unto those that find them, and health to their flesh. Verse 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the paths of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. You know, look at Psalms chapter 119 again. Just turn a few pages over there. So you got your ears, your eyes, and your heart. Psalms 119 verse 2 says, Blessed are they... All right. blessed, are, blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. The whole heart. Verse number 10. With my whole heart have I sought Thee. Oh, let me not wander from Thy commandments. Man, I like that. That's This book will keep you from wandering. You gotta keep, you gotta, you gotta keep in this book. Cause there's a lot of paths out there that'll deviate you. But with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. 
I'm just to keep those. Verse number 36. Incline my heart. Here's that incline again. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. There's a lot of things out there that people want, that I want. I'd love to have a brand new, and I've said this before, 2023 F-350, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? You know what that is? Covetousness. I don't need it. I got a decent 1999 Ford that works just fine. (laughs) I don't need it. But you know what I found out in this thing? If I incline my heart unto thy testimonies, if I seek the Lord with my whole heart, and I lean on the Lord with all that stuff, you know what I find out? He gives me that stuff later on when I didn't even need it, and it's usually for dirt cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, man, can I get a witness on that right there? Yeah. I mean, I got a seven, about a $7,000 couch set up for 400 bucks, brand new. <laughs> Seriously, it's great. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and I know it was of Him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. There's not a shadow of a doubt. You know? But I, but I did want that couch that one time, and I was willing to pay that much. But the Lord said, no, no, just, just keep focusing over here. Just keep focusing over here, and that'll come. Verse number 30. I have chosen... The way of, the way of truth. Thy judgments have I laid before me. That's a good verse for a Calvinist. <laughs> I have chosen. You know, it goes right along there with if though. If. If you receive his commandments. If you look for him as hidden treasures. I have chosen. You know what? You, you have chosen the way of truth, but some people choose not. Second Timothy four three says uh, there will be a time when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall heap to themselves teachers and itching ears. You know, I ever really noticed, but we we think of lust. You know, we think of you know love, sexual kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But in that context, it's themselves, teachers. It's got nothing to do with that. Just they know more than you. They think they do. Verse number four, they turn away their ears from the truth and they're drawn unto fables. They want nothing to do with God. Romans chapter one is full of it. I'm not going to turn to all these scriptures, but you're seeing that everywhere in today. You know what? We need to stand more for the truth. We need to seek the Lord. We need to apply that Word unto your heart. You need to lift up your ear unto Him. I'm going to skip that verse. Actually, I got to look for Mike. I won't turn to Ecclesiastes. I got a blessing from this. You know what? You can apply. All this physically and spiritually. Yes. Amen. 
Ecclesiastes, I read this, I got a blessing out of it, and I'll just share it with you. Ecclesiastes chapter number 2 and verse 24. It says, There is nothing better for a man that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul, that he should enjoy his labor. This also I saw that it was from the hand of God. You know, you can get wisdom and understanding even at work. It's not just a Bible thing. Am I making sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? I, when I, I remember when I first got on the wall and I started laying brick and block. <laughs> what are you doing up here? I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just trying. Just show me how to do it a little bit better, please. You know what I mean? I didn't know. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the understanding. I didn't know how to use a trowel. I didn't know how to go up. I didn't know how to set a trig. I didn't know how to stretch the line. Did I pull that two up? Stall. Pull that guy's lead off. You know? What I, am I making? You don't, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> but I had to learn in this. I had to learn this labor. I had to learn and work. I had to learn all these things. Verse number 5 and verse number 18 says the same thing pretty much. It says, Behold, that which I have seen, it is good and comely for one to eat and to drink and to enjoy good of all his labor that he taketh under the sun all the days of his life which God giveth to him for his portion. Every man also to whom God hath even given riches and wealth and then given him power to eat thereof and to take his portion and to rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. For he shall not much remember the days of his life, because God answereth him in the joy of his heart. And I read that, and I was like, man, that's, a, that's some good verses right there. That comforts me in laying brick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does. You know? It's physically and spiritually. And having that understanding at work. I know a brother right here, that he was uh, they moving some stuff around in his shop. And he's got to work with people that don't have this understanding of how to move all their office stuff because they're office people. And this brother says, you know what, I, I'll, I'll do that. I can, I can probably make that happen. I ain't going to call him out. But he's, and he applied himself with his understanding and moved these outlets over to this wall so this job could get done so they didn't have to call in this other company to do this. You know what, that's just being a blessing. That's having wisdom. That's having discernment. That's applying your understanding in a godly way, but it's still a physical way. Am I making sense? We don't have to sit here and just put on this fake spiritual. I'm Mr. Spiritual. I can't help you out with that. You know what I mean? We can do physical, solve physical problems for people. That's all that goes in this wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And just being a blessing to somebody when they're knowing you're a Christian. Yeah, I'll solve that problem for you. We can do that. Praise the Lord. Give you an opportunity. Proverbs chapter 2. Again, I'm trying to speed this up. If thou criest after, Proverbs chapter 2 and verse number 3 says, Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding. And it says, If thou criest after knowledge. You know, I remember when I first started laying brick, I had to, you know who I had to cry unto? The foreman. The owners of the company. Hey, I want a spot on the wall. Hey, I got to try to prove myself. I need understanding. But if you want understanding this, and you know what? You almost, you got to, you need to go to God too about it too. I read some place in this scripture like, uh, Samuel made his, Samuel made his sons judges. Honestly, when I read that, I don't know if that was what he was supposed to do. 
Maybe you should pray, ask God for discernment before you go into trades as a kid. Just because you went to Bible college doesn't mean you're called to preach. I've seen it. Amen. Sorry. God might have a different plan for you. You might just work in a field the rest of your life. You might just work in a factory. And you know what? There ain't nothing wrong with that. You go be a blessing to those people. Be a blessing where the people you work with. Yeah, amen. But you got to cry unto the Lord. You got to ask Him. Turn to First John chapter five. Hold your place there in Proverbs. Turn to First John chapter five. First John chapter five. And in verse number 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. You know what? God wants you to have understanding of Him. God wants you to have that knowledge. God wants you to have that knowledge even at your work. He wants you to be the best worker you can be. Even if you're going to college. Amen. He wants you there. Whether you're in the field or the factory, He wants you to be wise. He wants you to learn. He wants you to listen. Incline thine ear unto understanding. Incline thine ear unto Him. Hebrews 11.6, we all know this, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. And He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You know what He might just reward you with? Just being wise. Just prospering. Isn't that what it says over there? Joshua chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. This book shall thou not depart from thee, so it will make you prosper. You just keep in that book, keep in there with the Lord. You know what? You'll gain wisdom. You'll gain knowledge. You'll gain this understanding. You'll gain the mind of Christ. And when these trials start coming at you, you'll have that discernment. You'll know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, you can pray about it. You can get wiser. Seek Him more diligently. Then you'll understand. But if thou criest after knowledge, go back there to Proverbs chapter 20, Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. God wants you to have knowledge. Look at verse number 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. You know what? He'll give it to you. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. You know what? He's a shield. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. You know, he preserves you too. These will help you. They'll keep you there for a long time. Keep you there in that, in that straight path, that old path, that good path. These verses actually remind me, I think Hannah said something very similar in her prayer unto the Lord when she cried out unto the Lord. Pretty much almost word for word, these two verses. Just throwing that out there. 
When verse number three says, Yeah, if thou Christ and lift us up thy voice for understanding. You know what? You got to lift up your voice. You got to call to God. You got to call up. Bow your knee, bow your head, but call up to Him. Listen to God. You know what? You got to listen up. I like to turn to James. Little review. Pastor was already there, but James, James chapter one. Hold your place there. James chapter one and verse number five says, "If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally." And upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Well, that sounds pretty good. But you know it's still an if. And that if still requires effort. You gotta ask for it. You gotta apply it. You gotta incline it. You gotta want it. First Thessalonians five seventeen says, Pray without ceasing. You know, when you call him to him, you pray unto him. You know, sometimes I feel guilty about praying for myself. Anybody else like that? Am I the only one? <laughs> Amy's like, nope. I know, but I, the more I start reading, I'm like, you know, I think it's okay to pray for myself. <laughs> I need it. Amen. You know what I mean? But because we need understanding. We need to know what the Lord's trying to do. And we might not figure it out, but the Lord will give us peace about it. You know? But, you know, I need it. Certain situations. But we also need to pray for our friends. I know that's a side little bunny trail, but, and I won't go there for sake of time, but I'm, Samuel, Samuel put it out there. He said, you know what? I, I cease not to pray for you. We'll just turn there. Turn to First Samuel chapter twelve, verse twenty, because it's such a good verse, it's, and it's a principle. First Samuel chapter twenty. Talks about praying. Talks about First Samuel chapter twelve. I apologize, I wrote it down wrong. First Samuel chapter 12, verse number 20. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn not aside, for, for then they should go after vain things which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake His people for His great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you His people. Right here. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. I mean, do you understand that? If you quit praying for people, that's sin. At least that's what Samuel said. But I will teach you the good and right way. Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things He had done for you. You know, you just consider all the good things the Lord done for you when you're down and out and when you're discouraged, it'll help you. Problem is when you forget them. 
I like when I think it was old Gideon said, where are all these marvelous works that we've done? I've heard all these things and all these things that the Lord has done. And then all of a sudden the Lord shows up and he goes, well, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Ain't it like that? You start getting all discouraged. You start remembering all these, these things that happened to you in life. And then all of a sudden something else happens. And you go, thank you, Lord. I needed that. He's listening. He's watching. He ain't forgot about you. And he's helping you. I think of Job. We won't turn there, but his friends, his, his friends had the wrong wisdom. And they said, John, and, and God says, you know, I'm not really too pleased with the way you guys handle that. Why don't you take seven bullocks, go over Job, and I'm going to have him pray for you because I don't like what y'all said. And I'm going to be pleased with what Job says about you guys. That's an, in a nutshell, that's the Mike Nemeth version. But that's pretty much the gist of it. You know what? You might, your prayer might help somebody else. I know that's a bunny trail off this verse, but it's good to keep people in prayer. It's good to see Pastor here. I've been keeping him in prayer. You know, it's been a while. So it's good to hear the message this morning. Amen. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 2, and we'll, just, we'll finish this up. If thou seekest her as silver, verse number four, and searchest for her as hid treasures. You know, seekest her as silver. Psalms chapter 12. And verse number six. Some of you know where I'm going. Interesting how this is referred to as God's Word. You're seeking God's Word and applying God's Word to your heart. And then there's this verse, Psalms chapter 12 and verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. And you know what seventh translation is? It's your old King James. I mean, you can't make that stuff up, man. I mean, I tell people I'm not King James only, but I only read a King James, you know what I mean? But the more I start looking at it, I mean, when we got one person in the church, I mean, I'm going to stay, let's do it, tell that story. <laughs> I, I, I got to. <laughs> one per, and I love her to death. One person in the church is the only thing that really doesn't read King James. We all helped her move that one day. You know what the address to the moving place was that we helped her move to? 1611 Grace Avenue. I was like, <laughs> you can't make that up. I'm just like, what? Well, maybe I got to change my mind standard on it. I don't know, you know. <laughs> it was kind of funny though, you know what I mean? Just, I mean, it was interesting. But I like, I like finding the knowledge of God as hidden treasure. You know what I mean? You know what these, you know what these three ifs were when I seen them? It was like, wow. I've read right through that four, five, six, I don't know how many times, you know what I mean? Right past it. And all of a sudden this time, if, 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 what? I never noticed that before. You know what? Hidden treasure. I found it. I found it. Might not have meant something to you, but it meant something to me. You know what I mean? That's my, that's my gold. That's my treasure. That's what I needed. You know, I, I read, uh, Ruckman stuff sometime. And Ruckman's a little rough around the edges. He's a lot rough around the edges, but he always says this one. He's got this one little catchphrase. He kind of, like he says, he goes, he says, all the other commentators missed it. Right? And then he puts his little thing in. But I never met the guy. But you know what I kind of take that as? 
He got hidden treasure out of that. These guys didn't get it. I got this hidden treasure because he was so diligent in seeking the Lord that when he got this understanding and he got this knowledge and he got this revelation, so to speak, it was something to him. And that guy fought for that Bible big time. And he did, that's what he stood for. You know what I mean? What are we standing for? We're finding that knowledge. Are we searching for them? We're finding those hidden treasures. Is it something when we find them? Does it mean something? I won't turn there, but Solomon, Solomon sought after wisdom. And you can read it. I'll give you the verse. But for it's First Kings three, verse five through ten, he makes his plea. He pleads to God. He says, "Lord, I don't, I don't even know." And this is what I really love about that. He goes, "Lord, I don't even know how to go in or come out." You know what? We need more leaders like that. Unless the guys think they just know how to figure everything out. Amen. This guy's like, Lord, I don't even know what I'm doing. Best prayer ever. Lord, I need you to come in here and fix this. Amen. And the Lord goes, yeah, since you asked for wisdom and you didn't ask for the riches and you didn't ask for the glory and you didn't ask for all the other junk, I'm going to give you a heart of understanding. I'm going to give you a heart of wisdom. And then he says over there down, it goes down to about the first number 18. He says, you know what? And I'm going to give you the riches too since you didn't ask for them. It's just an also. It's just here you go so you don't have to worry about the other stuff. They didn't ask for it, but you got it anyway. Thank you, Lord. Solomon sought wisdom over treasures. And as the treasure. Does that make sense? Treasure was the wisdom. Wisdom was the treasure. But he got the tre- and he got physical treasure with it. Proverbs chapter number two. <clears throat> it says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and list- liftest up thy voice for understanding. If thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You know what? Then, then shalt thou. You know what that does, though? That requires three ifs. There's three ifs in there. And it's an effort. You're going to have to put something into it. It requires an effort. What to get understanding? The fear of the Lord. Fear God, to get knowledge and understanding, to apply thine heart and not to your lusts. In verse number six, for God, for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. And what God will give it to you. Verse number seven, he layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. You know, he'll give you that shield to block those fiery darts from the, from Satan. He'll protect you. 
Verse number eight, he keepeth the paths of judgment and preserve the way of his saints. Not only he protect you, he'll preserve you. Verse number nine, then thou shalt understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. You know what? He'll give you more understanding. God will give you more understanding. And verse number one, wisdom entereth into thine what? Heart. And knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. You know, with that discretion, knowing what to do, having that knowledge and understanding, you know what will preserve thee? But why do you need that? Why? Verse number 12, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man. You know what? They're everywhere out there. From the man that speaketh forward things, who leaveth the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and to delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger, which flattereth her with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God, for her house inclined unto death, and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take thee hold of the paths of life, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men, and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out. You know what? You don't want to end up in the wrong place. So you better, if requires effort, just seeking after the Lord. It's not a very, very pleasant world out there. Kids are going to need discretion. We all need wisdom and understanding. And when you get in this book and you start understanding all that stuff, it gets a little easier making those decisions. And that Lord just shine that light on that path, preserves that path for you. And it just makes life a lot easier. Amen. Amen. He's faithful. And he's just, he's just a great God. Amen. I hope that's a blessing. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this book. Lord, help us, Lord, just to heed this morning's message, Lord, and just, uh, Lord, be more diligent, Lord, in seeking thee. Lord, I pray we just, uh, think of, think on you this week, Lord, draw closer to you. And Lord, help us, Lord, just to share the gospel with somebody who needs it. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.